episode 93. Tired all the time? Welcome to the School of Weight Loss podcast, where we empower you to reach your healthy weight goals with less wasted effort, money, and time. This is the podcast that uses evidence-based tips and tools to simplify weight loss for the ladies who've tried it all. If you struggle with obesity or being overweight, you're tired of endless dieting and never reaching your goals and just plain tired with life, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, obesity medicine certified physician, life and weight loss certified coach, Dr. Emily Vinzan. Let's get this episode started. Hello there, ladies. Have you heard yourself saying, oh, I'm so exhausted. Oh, I'm just tired of life. I'm just tired of it all. I'm tired of trying. I'm just too tired to deal with that. I'm too tired to take this on right now. Then this episode is for you. It's one of the most common questions I get asked about energy. So I'm a firm believer in the energized eating plan, right? That's our tool, my tool, Dr. Emily School of Weight Loss tool for eating to create energy. But I get asked all the time, can my energized eating plan fix all the tired? <laughs> and I want to share with you today what to consider if you're really tired all the time. So if you've been following the show for a bit, you know that I'm a family medicine physician and obesity medicine physician and mom slash stepmom of five children and certified life and weight loss coach. So when you tell me tired, I might think of it a little different than you would. And I want to share with you today how my brain looks at this, because I think it will be very helpful for all of you to consider. I shared a few weeks ago that I always love the interplay in my brain of where things intersect between my doctor brain, my mom brain, my coach brain, my spiritual brain. Where I find a massive intersection is where I'm most interested. And I want to share with you that I think tired is one of those places. Because ladies, some of us just say it flippantly, right? Like I'm tired all the time. Or if somebody asks you something like, oh, if I just wasn't so tired. And I just want you to notice that even if that's all you're doing, you're creating more tired in your life. So there's certainly a coaching space for this to discuss tired. How you look at your life, what you actually add into your life can create more or less tired. That is the coaching side of it. Then there's the medical side of it. There certainly are diagnoses that could make you very tired, especially if you're in the overweight or obese category. And then ladies, there's the mom side of it, which for me this last week has been the number one source of tired. <laughs> and if you're not a mom, let's say the job side of it, because we can put that in. I got told early on that your coaching business will be like your baby, and I'm like, 100%. It's like another child, right? <laughs> so your job, all of those things that play into your life that increase those thoughts of tiredness where you feel out of control, right? I think truly the coaching side of it comes down to feeling out of control and certainly mom, job, thoughts, feelings you don't like all contribute to that. So I want to start with giving you kind of how I look at tired, and I want to break it down into those categories for you today. Because as we've talked about, I just want to make the first noticeable thing that food is intended to be energy, right? I've talked about this a lot on the podcast that in your energized eating plan, we look to create eating 
in a way that energizes your body. So many women would come to me in my medical clinic for years thinking that they had thyroid disease. And most of the time the answer was no. And what I wanted to say to them is it's the American woman's life. It's making it look like thyroid disease. But part of that, a huge part of that, is the foods you choose to energize your body. And I just want you to notice that for many of us, if you're eating the quote unquote typical American diet, which is very high in processed foods, which is very high in carbohydrates and sugars, right? Let's think of it as like cereal or baked goods for breakfast. Lunch is like a burger or a big old sandwich with fries or chips. Dinner is pizza. Then a little ice cream later, you're throwing a little coffee that's got a lot of sugar in it throughout the day. Throw in some cookies, some chips, right? You are eating foods that will give you an energy spurt, but will ultimately give you a slump on the back end. That's what those highly processed foods do for us. They give you a real quick energy boost followed by a slump. So I want to just start there by helping you recognize that the American diet contributes to tiredness. And so when I talk about your energized eating plan, I truly mean these are foods that will energize you. You're not going to get that huge lift, but you're definitely not going to get that drop on the back end. So your net energy will go up if you cut back on some of those items. And in our energized eating plan, we eat proteins first, veggies next, and then the rest, right? Proteins are the best energizing source, followed by veggies. And in that space, how much you do in the processed realm, I leave up to you because I want you to consider that I don't want you going too extreme and bouncing right off of it. I'd rather you continue to progress forward because within a week, probably, just by cutting out some of those processed items, you will have more energy. Okay, so always as this is the school of weight loss, I want you to consider that first, okay? And then I want you to consider the doctor side of this. So as I said a moment ago, many, 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 many women came to me over the years. I always have loved weight loss. I've always treated a lot of women who struggle with their weight. It was my story. So even compared to the average family physician, this was my world, (laughs) And I cannot tell you how many came asking me if it was their thyroid. And certainly, ladies, thyroid can be a cause of tiredness. If your thyroid levels are too low or you have hypothyroid disease, you can be tired as a symptom of that. So it's something to discuss with your doctor. It's a question to ask. It's a lab to run. Most of the time, it's not. Let me say that again, most of the time it's not. And I'm gonna do a whole separate episode on thyroid disease, but I just want you to know one other important thing. Thyroid disease will typically cause a few pounds of weight gain, and you may not, in fact, likely you won't lose any weight when you start a thyroid replacement by doing that alone, okay? The reason we think of thyroid is because the symptoms are things like gaining weight. If you have low thyroid levels, you see weight gain, swelling, tiredness, constipation. These are all things that can occur because of our diet, 
because of our lifestyle, all of that plays in, ladies. So if you are excessively tired, yeah, it's worth having your doctor check your thyroid levels. Please also have them check a hemoglobin level, especially if you are still having monthly periods because anemia, low hemoglobin levels can cause tiredness. I always checked those two together if someone complained of tiredness because it's just as likely to be that, especially if you're having periods and especially if they're heavy periods. Okay. As you look at an energized eating plan, just as an FYI, I get asked this all the time. Should I be worried about vitamin deficiencies? No, especially if you're eating proteins and leafy greens, you're more likely to be in the healthy range from an anemia standpoint and from a vitamin standpoint than the average American diet would be. Okay. So thyroid is always going to be our first one. Anemia is the second one. That's when you either have excessive bleeding and or you're not taking in the right foods to build the precursors to hemoglobin. So those are things like iron, vitamin B12, folate. Those vitamins help us make hemoglobin. So when you have anemia, either you're not making enough of the hemoglobin cells or you're losing too many. Most commonly in women, that's through our monthly menstruation, our monthly periods, right? So especially if they're heavy, you want to get that checked out. Those are easy blood tests that can make you tired all of the time if they're off. Hemoglobin anemia generally not associated with weight gain or weight loss. It just will make you tired, okay? The other big caveats I want to throw in here quickly are sleep apnea, ladies. One of the most under-recognized conditions that will cause excessive tiredness. And by that, I mean, we say, are you tired when you wake up in the morning till when you go to bed at night? Then you want to get screened for sleep apnea. There's a question on the sleep apnea questionnaire that kind of used to make me laugh, but I'll tell you a story in a moment why it doesn't so much anymore. But one of them was, do you fall asleep sitting at a stop sign? Like if a stop sign or a stoplight is too long, could you fall asleep then? That's sleep apnea. It's excessive tiredness. My husband has sleep apnea and I told him for probably two or three years before he would actually give in and go get it checked out that he had sleep apnea. I knew it. I listened to him hold his breath at night. He was snoring really loud. And the change that I noticed was that as soon as he came home from work, he used to be really active, but he would just, if we even sat down to watch a show, he'd fall asleep on the couch. He was just falling asleep all the time. And even that wasn't enough for him because he had to go in for a surgery and they wouldn't let him go home because his oxygen levels wouldn't stay up because he had undiagnosed sleep apnea. So ladies, a few things to know about sleep apnea. There are a few different causes, but having an increased weight, being in the obese category, can increase your risk significantly for sleep apnea. Sleep apnea is tiredness. Yes, some people get annoyed by wearing that CPAP, but I want you to also know it's a significant contributor to heart disease. Heart attack, stroke, high blood pressure, all of that increase if you have undiagnosed sleep apnea. It's not good for you not to breathe, believe it or not. (laughs) but it puts a lot of pressure on your cardiovascular system. So in that space, you want to get this checked out, okay? It's an easy questionnaire you can ask your doctor to run to see if you have all of the signs and symptoms that would make you want to do a sleep study, which is how you actually diagnose sleep apnea, okay? The CPAP is the answer to it. Some people love them, some people hate them, but it's certainly something you want to get checked out. And the beauty in that one is that some people can reverse this disease with weight loss. See, part of the reason sleep apnea develops is because the weight of our neck when we sleep 
lays back on our throat and cuts off the air supply. So as we gain weight, we actually gain weight around our necks too. And that heaviness pushes back on your neck. So some weight loss can certainly help with sleep apnea. It may not take it away entirely or it might, but it will certainly help you improve the symptoms and the need on the settings on your CPAP. I would consider if you're noticing that you're tired all the time, A couple other side ones I want you to just think about would be autoimmune diseases common in our ladies, right? Things like lupus or rheumatoid arthritis or Sjogren's or some along that line like fibromyalgia, right? If you're getting tiredness all the time, aching in joints, rashes you can't explain, Those are signs of an autoimmune disease, especially if they run in your family. You would want to talk to your doctor about that one because tiredness can be a symptom with that as well. And the last big one is depression, ladies. I think so often when we look at depression, and I'm going to do a whole nother podcast episode on this one too, because depression is a complex diagnosis. We know as physicians that a lot of what we diagnose as depression is kind of what we call quote unquote off-label depression, meaning I'm just not keeping up in life, I'm down all the time, not I have suicidal thoughts, these are women who are still functioning relatively in life but feel like they're just existing. And so that gamut I think is a really interesting area to discuss and it's something that we discuss in my weight loss coaching as well because I think some of this can be helped by coaching. That being said, certainly if you're having things like thoughts of hurting yourself, thoughts of hurting someone else, not getting out of bed in the mornings, not functioning in your job, a lot of people who are severely depressed just lay around and are tired all the time. Not everyone, but a lot do. I think the stigma around that has decreased significantly even since I first started in practice, but I don't think it's something to take lightly and it's something that can be easily treated. And I do think some of us who are maybe like questioning if we're on the fence of a diagnosis of that, coaching can be significantly helpful for as well. So if you're tired all the time and you're worried about medical conditions that might cause that, I would say those are the most common ones. Now you could look at a huge list, ladies, of this, but I just wanted to share the ones that I see most commonly in my ladies, the ones I've seen the most commonly in my medical practice, and where I would consider starting talking to your doctor about looking at tiredness. From the coaching standpoint, let's move on to this a moment, because here's the other thing I want you to know. Even these diagnoses are just a circumstance. Let's say that you are diagnosed with thyroid disease, or you're diagnosed with anemia, or you're diagnosed with sleep apnea. There's the actual diagnosis, and then there's what you do with it. (laughs) And that's where coaching overlaps with medicine. Because here's the thing, ladies, we all know someone who's been given a diagnosis, and it has just rocked their world. They did nothing but overeat afterwards. They just flat out gave up, right? We know this, especially let's say in cancer diagnoses, right? We know the trajectory of the disease timeframe can change significantly based off the mindset of the person who has it. You may not be able to cure it, but you may be able to change the experience of it and how long you have just by your mindset alone. Nutrition plays into that, right? How you eat, how you sleep, your energy levels all play into that. And those are our most extreme cases. Think of how many diagnoses are out there that people interpret as, my body's just going wrong again. I can never win. I might as well just give up. 
And ladies, all that is going to do is increase your tiredness. It's that feeling of being out of control. As I shared a few moments ago, this may also show up in your mom life, in your work life, in your relationships. This space of just being mentally and emotionally exhausted. You don't have to have a diagnosis to have that. Trust me. (laughs) My children have created some level of that for me in the last week. We have had so many circumstances thrown my way that I'm like, my head is spinning all day long. My head doesn't stop. I don't like the feelings that are coming up. So I'm trying to run from them. And here's what that looks like. Me doing a ton of stuff, none of it well. Like if you actually, I'm a little bit embarrassed to tell you this, but if you looked at my house right now, we had 20 and 19 year olds going back to college. And so what did I decide? Like the next day that I was gonna clean out everything and get it all perfect. My upstairs is torn apart. My desk is a mess. The kitchen has like Eliza's shoes here. We were reading a book here, her toys here. And I usually like my house pretty neat and put together. The action is all over the place. Why? Because I'm not taking control of the thoughts that are driving it. And I'm truly running from feelings that I don't want to feel. And it even still happens to me, ladies. So my favorite quote about this is I'm going to give to Cara Lowenthal, who's a feminist coach, who says, you can do a heck of a lot with a half-managed mind. (laughs) And here's what I want to share with you. All of this, the diagnoses, the relationships, the children, the job, they're all just circumstances in our lives. We get to pick what we make them mean. And when we keep circling in thoughts that we don't like, and when we keep running from feelings we don't want to feel, here's how you're likely going to do that. You're going to go from action to action to action. Nothing finishes because the thoughts that are driving them are like, oh, now it's getting hard. I'll move on to something else. Oh, I don't know how to fix that. Let's just move on because you're just running. That is exhausting. And guess what happens eventually when you do that long enough? You just lay down in bed. You just lay down and you give in. And the thoughts still circle and you feel worse. You just don't have an action to get out of it. So I want to share with you that from the coaching standpoint, I want you to consider that. Where in your life are you letting circumstances make you tired all the time? Where do you feel out of control? And how can you regain that control? It might mean letting the upstairs go another week till everything else comes into play. It might mean... Sitting with yourself right where you're at. That might mean feeling sad, feeling unappreciated, feeling devalued, and just feeling it for a few moments before you start that next action. Because ladies, there's so much power when we stop running from our feelings. And sometimes I have to remind myself of that. Ultimately, our thoughts create our feelings, but sometimes these thoughts that are so strong in our brains, it takes a bit to realize that they're just stories. It takes a bit of sitting with them. They don't fix overnight. As I told the lovely Dina in our coaching group this last week, you can't go from A to Z, but you can go from A to B. We just want it gone. And then we're like, I wouldn't be tired. I would be amazing. And that's where you'll start telling yourself to change circumstances. (laughs) Doesn't work, ladies. Like, I'm just not gonna do that anymore. 
good luck because those thoughts are just going to come back. And if they're thoughts that are making you feel tired, they're thoughts that aren't serving you. For me right now, it's the thoughts that probably a lot of you who have grown children think. It's thoughts like, I gave this my whole life and they just don't care. I did everything I could and it wasn't enough for them to care. I wish it was different. Where are those lucky moms out there who get such loving, appreciative children? And whether those are similar to your thoughts or yours are totally different, it doesn't matter, ladies. Those thoughts are wearing you out. And sometimes that just means you've got to sit with them for a moment. Then you get to look at them and ask yourself, is that really a fact? Do I know that they don't care? No, but they're not meeting my expectations. Well, ladies, welcome to the human experience. (laughs) That's going to show up in your job. That's going to show up with your spouse. That's going to show up with your kids. It's exhausting to have unmet expectations. But the beauty of that is only you get control of your expectations. In my small group coaching, we go over the expectation positioning systems, how to set expectations so that they serve you. And if you're a lady like me and you have unreasonably high expectations, you might hear yourself saying, (laughs) my husband used to always say this, how come you're so hard on yourself, on everybody else? Say, well, I just have high expectations of everyone around me and of myself. What? It was like, I thought I would help them level up through my expectations. Turned out it didn't work, guys. Turned out it didn't work. And it won't, because they get to live in their own life and have their own expectations. But I absolutely can change mine. And here's how I do it in this specific example. I did show up exactly as I was meant to. They could appreciate it or not. The only way that I've wasted my time is when I degrade the time that I spent as a mom. No one else has that power. And maybe they do love me. It's possible still. We all have very extreme thoughts that run through our heads. I just want you to notice, though, that if a thought or an experience, or an expectation is making you exhausted, you've got to look at the facts versus the story in it and pull them apart to serve you. So ladies, that is my big brain on where to look if you're tired all of the time. We certainly can help you with creating an energized eating plan to serve you through my five-day challenge. The wait list is starting. Get on it for the next challenge. It's a great place to start. If you're concerned about one of these medical diagnoses, go talk to your doctor. They will be able to work you up very simply through this process. And if it's your thoughts or feelings, join us in coaching. The challenge is the first place to start. Today's the day. If you loved today's episode, make sure to share it with a friend who needs to hear it too. Leave me a review and click subscribe to get the latest updates on all my new podcast episodes. Ready to reach your healthy weight goals and drop the endless diet cycle? Head on over to emilyvinzantmd.com and learn more about working with me in Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss, my virtual weight loss coaching program. The link is in my show notes. 